It is interesting to me the things that have happened and the lives that have been touched or changed when the Spirit prompts me to check in on people. Some people may get a message on Slack. Some people may get a message on LinkedIn. Some people may get a text message. Not matter the tool used, something happened to cause me to feel prompted to reach out and check in. It's interesting how even the words that get used make a difference and sometimes have foreshadowed what the situation going on is. Be it family struggles. Be it health struggles. Be it work struggles. Be it that everything is going great. Be it that they are moving on from the company. Be it that they are conflicted in what they should do. Be it that they were having a rough day and this was a message of hope that turned their day around. Be it that they receive it as a way of knowing someone cares. Be it they question what have I heard. God has had a plan in each case. God has needed those people to know they aren't alone and that someone cares. God has needed those people to know they haven't been forgotten. So when God prompts you to check in on someone do you do it? When God puts a name in your mind or on your heart do you reach out and check in? Why? Or why not? Are you thinking life is too busy? Are you thinking they are fine, I don't need to bother them? Are you thinking they are too busy? Do you realize that God has put them in your mind or on your heart for a reason? We may never know because they may say everything is fine even if it isn't. We may never know there was something going on but they will because you might have been the sign they were praying for to show they weren't alone and that someone actually cares. So today if someone comes to mind, how will you respond? So if God puts someone on your heart, how will you respond? Will you choose to be the hands reaching out? Will choose to be the arms embracing? Will you choose to be the feet going? Could today be a day that changes things for you and for them? Why not try to make today a happy today for both of you? Dash. The One Year Daily Insights. With Zig Ziglar and Dr. Ike Rygert. For December 16th. Dash. Moved by the Spirit. Dash. Memory verse of the day. Greater than knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation, for prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Greater than. Greater than 2 Peter 1 20-21. Let's look for extra context for this as well as more detail by using the Amplified Version. Greater than for we did not follow cleverly devised stories or myths when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of His Majesty, His grandeur, His authority, His sovereignty. For when He was invested with honor and, the radiance of the Shekinah, glory from God the Father, such a voice as this came to Him from the, splendid, majestic glory, in the bright cloud that overshadowed Him, saying, This is my Son, my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased and delighted, and we, actually, heard this voice made from heaven when we were together with Him on the holy mountain. So we have the prophetic word made more certain. You do well to pay, close, attention to it as to a lamp shining in a dark place, until the day dawns and light breaks through the gloom and the morning star arises in your hearts. But understand this first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture is a matter of or comes from one's own, personal or special, interpretation, for no prophecy was ever made by an act of human will, but men moved by the Holy Spirit spoke from God. Greater than. Greater than 2 Peter 1 16-21. Dash. Points from the devotional. Do you read God's Word? Why do you read God's Word? What expectations do you have in reading God's Word? When you read God's Word are you doing it like it is an old book, old news, and not interesting? When you read God's Word are you doing it with excitement because you believe it is alive and speaks into your today? I do. Are you reading a translation that is too hard to understand and so you feel like it is old and outdated? Are you reading a translation that allows you to be in that moment and see how it applies today? 
Are you reading it and finding how it isn't some old dusty book but is a book that is important and relevant today? Do you realize that the Bible, although written long ago in a farming society, is a book for all cultures at all times? Do you realize that the Bible applies even in the digital era? Do you realize that the Bible is a love letter from our Heavenly Father? Do you realize that the truths found in the Bible are the most challenging, the most dramatic, the most comforting the world has ever seen or known? Are you paying enough attention to find your mind being blown or your socks being blown off by its power when you read the Bible? We need to grasp that all the words in the Bible were God-inspired. We need to take hold of the reality that across all of the people who wrote the words that make up the Bible, all were lead and directed by God's Spirit. Every writer of the Bible was prompted, guided, and inspired to write God's message. Every writer wrote for people of all time. Have you gone through all the promises captured in the Bible from God? Have you gone through all the Bible and captured the truth of God's grace and forgiveness? Have you gone through all the Bible and captured the truth of God's cleansing power that can touch even the worst sinners? Have you gone through all the truth of the Bible and grabbed hold of how God will give you the Holy Spirit to be with you always and provide the power we need through His comforting, directing, and teaching? Have you captured the words of hope and encouragement in your times of doubt? Have you captured the words of forgiveness to help get you out from under the pressures and weight of guilt? Have you found guidance and gone with it because of God's Word in those moments when you don't know where to go? Are you ready on that day when you close your eyes here on earth for the last time to find yourself in heaven with God, seeing for the first time the place He has prepared in advance for you as He has described in His Word? So are you ready for God to speak to the heart of the matter? Are you ready for God to speak to your heart? Are you ready for God to work in and through your heart into this hurting world? Are you ready to be God's hands extended to build and create relationships? Are you ready for hope through God and His Word? Are you ready for hope through following God and His Word and His Spirit? Do all of these things get you interested in going and jumping into God's Word found in the Bible? Dash. Discussion Topics from Today's Devotional When you read the Bible, what are your expectations? Explain your answer. Since every word was written under the leadership of the Spirit, what would, or should, your expectations be? Dash. Quotes from Today's Devotional Greater than gratitude is a fruit of great cultivation, you do not find it among gross people. Greater than. Greater than Samuel Johnson. Greater than Samuel Johnson quotes, Samuel Johnson biography. Dash. As we continue through December we have finished the readings of the Tanakh and I thank Seferia for their resources in helping me to see the Old Testament in a new way and my friend Lionel for having shared this tool with me. As we kicked off December the idea my wife brought up came to mind about going through the book of Luke, who was a doctor, which happens to have 24 chapters so that we can read one a day and complete it in time for Christmas. To get as many details from this I am going to use the amplified version to try and grasp all the details Luke gives us to consider and learn. So today we will read Luke 16. Greater than Jesus told his disciples, there was a rich man whose manager was accused of wasting his possessions. So he called him in and asked him, what is this I hear about you? Give an account of your management, because you cannot be manager any longer. The manager said to himself, what shall I do now? My master is taking away my job. I'm not strong enough to dig, and I'm ashamed to beg, I know what I'll do so that, when I lose my job here, people will welcome me into their houses. So he called in each one of his master's debtors. He asked the first, how much do you owe my master? 900 gallons of olive oil, he replied. The manager told him, take your bill, sit down quickly, and make it 450. Then he asked the second, and how much do you owe? A thousand bushels of wheat, he replied. He told him, take your bill and make it 800. The master commended the dishonest manager because he had acted shrewdly. 
For the people of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own kind than other people of the light. I tell you, use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourselves, so that when it is gone, you will be welcomed into eternal dwellings. Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much, and whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. So if you have not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches? And if you have not been trustworthy with someone else's property, who will give you property of your own? No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. The Pharisees, who loved money, heard all this and were sneering at Jesus. He said to them, You are the ones who justify yourselves in the eyes of others, but God knows your hearts. What people value highly is detestable in God's sight. Greater than. Greater than the law and the prophets were proclaimed until John. Since that time, the good news of the kingdom of God is being preached, and everyone is forcing their way into it. It is easier for heaven and earth to disappear than for the least stroke of a pen to drop out of the law. Anyone who divorces his wife and marries another woman commits adultery, and the man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Greater than. Greater than there was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and lived in luxury every day. At his gate was laid a beggar named Lazarus, covered with sores and longing to eat what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs came and licked his sores. The time came when the beggar died and the angels carried him to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried. In Hades, where he was in torment, he looked up and saw Abraham far away, with Lazarus by his side. So he called to him, Father Abraham, have pity on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, because I am in agony in this fire. But Abraham replied, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things, while Lazarus received bad things, but now he is comforted here and you are in agony. And besides all this, between us and you a great chasm has been set in place, so that those who want to go from here to you cannot, nor can anyone cross over from there to us. He answered, Then I beg you, Father, send Lazarus to my family, for I have five brothers. Let him warn them, so that they will not also come to this place of torment. Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets, let them listen to them. No, Father Abraham, he said, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. He said to him, If they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be convinced even if someone rises from the dead. Greater than. Greater than Luke 16 1-31. So where are you at today? Are you being prompted by the Spirit? Are you being called by the Spirit? Are you feeling the tug on your heart from God? Are you are you feeling the leading or directing of your words, thoughts, or actions by the Holy Spirit? Are you ready to step up, step out, or even step into someone else's life because God wants or needs you to? Are you ready to receive someone God sent to speak to you and into your life today? Are you ready to receive God into your heart and live a transformed life from this moment forward? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I come to you in prayer asking for the forgiveness of my sins. I confess with my mouth and believe with my heart that Jesus is your Son, and that He died on the cross at Calvary that I might be forgiven and have eternal life in the kingdom of heaven. Father, I believe that Jesus rose from the dead and I ask you right now to come into my life and be my personal Lord and Savior. I repent of my sins and will worship you all the days of my life. Because your word is truth, I confess with my mouth that I am born again and cleansed by the blood of Jesus. In Jesus' name, Amen. Did you pray with me? 
Would you be willing to leave me a comment so that I can pray with and for you about such an incredible decision? Or if you don't feel comfortable leaving a comment on my blog, why not email or text me instead? Dash.